Welcome to Rhema for Today. The Spirit of God through the Peter said, you do something about the devil. Why? Because you've got authority. You couldn't do it if you didn't have the authority. But you have the authority to do it. You have the authority to do it. Every believer has the same authority that Paul had in Christ Jesus. Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on the believer's authority. More next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Well, I went up there to pastor. I went up there to preach. I didn't tell anybody what he'd said to me. Didn't even tell my wife, really. The church was all divided. The pastor that was there was leaving. He'd failed to get reelected then tried to get back in, then he didn't get many votes at all second time, about the third time, less than ever. Now he said to me though, he said, to the Lord, you know, here's a spirit-filled man, but you can get wrong, get on the devil's territory if you're not careful. And he said, uh, he, he was in the parsonage, you see, and actually he'd been out as pastor for 30 days, they'd given him the privilege to live there free of charge, paid his bills for him, went ahead and paid him all that month anyway, he wasn't there, treated him very lovely. And so I went by the next morning, in fact, before, you know, and I said to him, I said, well, you know, I'm elected pastor now. I knew him, he's a friend of mine. I've known him for years. And he said, he wouldn't even let me in the parsonage, you see. And I said, well, actually, your time's run out. They give you 30 extra days and then it's gone. But I want to get in there because my wife and I want to measure the windows. We have some furniture, but we want to measure the windows about our curtains and so on and so forth. And so I just said to him, I'm coming in. And I started in. He stepped back first. He wasn't even going to let me in. And then he said to me, now, Brother Hagin, I can't get out. He said, I, I just, uh, I said, well, Brother, I'm sorry, but this church has not had a pastor. And it's in a, it's been in a terrible condition because of all the division. And they haven't had a pastor for 30 days. And we need to get somebody on the senior shepherd. You see, needs to get here to shepherd this flock. And I said, uh, I'm telling you, this is Monday and I'm heading immediately up you know, where I had my furniture stored. And Wednesday, I'm back in the truck up here to this parsonage and unloading it. And I, if you're still here, I'm sorry, I'm just moving in right on top of you. <laughs> because your time's up, you ought to be out. Well, he reluctantly got out. Then when I got down there, because he's still around there, he let me know that he's put a curse on this church now. Because he ought to still be there as pastor and God can't bless them. I said, well, I beg to disagree with you, but now God can bless them because he told me to come here and pastor the church. And I'm not under the curse. And you can't put one on us. Well, I'm glad that man was big enough when he saw the church was blessed and the building was full. And I got him to come to visit some services and the building was cram jammed. And he got up public and said, folks, I want everybody to know this. And I'm glad to publicly admit that I was wrong. I was wrong. I've asked God to forgive me. I won't ask you to forgive me. I said, I was going to put a curse on this church, but you're more blessed than you was when I was here. I never did have the building full, but it's full. There are people coming that never came. I'm glad I was wrong. Well, he's a big man to do that. It's easy to get in the flesh sometimes. I don't know how come it to get off on that, but it did anyhow. I'll not take it back because it's all so. Amen. Amen. Well, now, you see, he, you, you can't put a curse. How can you curse whom God is blessed? Amen. So many people have faith in the devil's power. Let's have faith in God's power. 
what the devil can do instead of faith in what God can do. Now notice he said, you resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Who's he going to flee from? You. 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 That's who he's going to flee from. Hallelujah. Well, I knew then, when I looked up that in the dictionary and found in that big dictionary about a foot and a foot and a half thick, that expression, to flee from, means to run from, is in terror. I knew then why that demon seemed to be so scared. Now, Jesus gave me another scripture. See, Matthew 28, 18 first, and then Mark connection with it. 15th chapter, 16th verse, right on through the chapter. And then James 4, 7. And then the third scripture Jesus gave me was Peter, 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now, uh, sometimes that's as far as people read. Oh, the devil's after me. Your adversary, adversary means your opponent, one who is arrayed against you, your enemy, that's Satan, as a roaring lion. He didn't say he was one. He said as one. Walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now, like I said, that's as far as some people read. They said, oh, the devil's after me. They ask us to pray for them. The devil's after me. Pray that he won't get me. Well, the real truth about it is he's already got you. <laughs> Amen. He's already got you. Tell the truth about it. Now, you can turn in prayer requests, and don't you misunderstand that we're not belittling prayer. We believe in prayer. You can turn in prayer requests, and you can get 999,000 preachers and half of their wives to pray, and every radio preacher and every television preacher, but in the final analysis, until you do something about it, nothing's going to be done. Because there's some things you have to do for yourself. Amen. We might as well face up to it. We have something to do about it. Now, what did he say? Here's the picture. Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now, these are Christians that he's wanting to devour. It's not sinners. He's already got them. Amen. Isn't that right? Peter's writing to the church. Now, what are you going to do about it? Are you just going to say, well, we're whipped, you know, nothing we can do about it. Devil's so powerful. He's taken everything over. I guess I'm next. No, no, that's not what you're going to do. What are you going to do? Just sort of roll over and play dead? Maybe he'll go away. Hide your face or stick your head in the sand. Maybe it'll go away. No, no, no. Read the next verse. It'll tell you exactly what to do and tells you to do it. Hum, resist. Steadfast in the faith. I like another translation which said, Whom resist steadfast in your faith. See, that's the way you resist him. Steadfast in your faith. What do you mean your faith? That is, you resist him steadfast in your faith because you believe what the Bible said about him and what the Bible says about you. You believe that Jesus defeated him in his death, burial, resurrection. You believe that Jesus authorized you to stand against him. You resist him steadfast in your faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished. Afflictions there doesn't mean sickness, it means test or trial. Same tests, same trials are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Now, as I said, whom resist steadfast in your faith instead of the faith. Now here Jesus said something to me in this vision that's very apropos to us. 
He said, Peter did not write this letter to the church. Here's what Jesus said to him. And say, now word has just come to me that God is using our beloved brother Paul in a real unusual way in the claws and handkerchiefs that he laid hands on or carried under the sick, the diseases depart from them and the evil spirits go out of them. So if you want to get rid of evil spirits, I suggest you write to Paul. That's what Jesus said to me. I came as a real shocker to me way back there in 1952. No. No, he didn't say get anybody to do it. The Spirit of God through the Peter said, you do something about the devil. Why? Because you've got authority. You couldn't do it if you didn't have the authority. But you have the authority to do it. You have the authority to do it. Every believer has the same authority that Paul had in Christ Jesus. Folks are always asking me why they don't get healed. They're asking me, you know, why this happens and that happens and the other happens. If you listen carefully now, you'll know why it happened because you, you let it happen. You didn't exercise your authority. Now, when we're, when we're baby Christians, we can carry one another for a while on our faith and prayers. Just like in the natural, somebody's got to carry a baby and clothe it and feed it. But the time comes that God intended, see, because he said, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. God intended that you should outgrow that babyhood stage and he won't let anybody carry you after a while. And you'll have to be on your own. So that's why that we teach people, praise God, to, to what belongs to them. And we must teach people what belongs to them. Can you say amen? amen? We must teach them what belongs to them. Let's look at it again real carefully here for a moment. Your adversary, yes, we do have an adversary. We do have an opponent. We do have an enemy, the devil. As a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith or steadfast in your faith. You can do something about it. See, both Jesus... James and Peter tells us to do something about the devil. Well, there's three references. Now, what about the fourth one? All right, what did Paul say? You have your Bible there? Turn to Ephesians 4.27 and let's see what Paul said. We'll find out what Paul said. Ephesians 4.27. Neither give place to the devil. Now, what does that mean? That means don't give the devil any place in you. Now, what does that mean? That means the devil can't take any place in you unless you let him. That means it's up to you then whether the devil has any place in your life or not. It's not up to me. It's not up to your pastor. It's up to you. Neither give place to the devil. Don't you give the devil any place in you. If you give place to the devil, then there's nothing Jesus can do because you have the authority and you've given the devil permission. Are you listening? I know this is a little deeper than what a lot of folks have gone, but listen, it's the Word of God. You'll understand why things have happened and why nothing's been done about it because you haven't done anything about it. Unless you do something, Jesus still can't do anything about it. You see, Jesus said to me in that vision, he said, you see, I've done all I'm going to do about the devil. Heaven's not going to do anything else about the devil till the time comes that the angel's going to come down from heaven and bind him and put him in the pit for a while, you know. Already Jesus has arisen victorious over him.
Hallelujah. Now it's up to us to exercise that authority that he's given to us. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer, the classic book by Kenneth E. Hagan entitled God's Word, A Never-Failing Remedy, and the book from Kenneth Hagan entitled How to Fulfill Your Divine Destiny, the CD from Lynette Hagan entitled Fuel Your Passion for God, Last but not least, the slimline book from Kenneth E. Hagan, Right and Wrong Thinking. All these resources are for the special price of $25. That's more than $8 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema dot org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. And you know, I want to say, uh, would you like to join us in prayer for our nation? Our nation needs a lot of prayer, and prayer does change, change things. things. That's right. And the Word of God says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then I will heal their land. And our land needs a lot, a lot of, of healing. healing. Yes. So I just encourage you to join with us here at Rama, here at Kenneth Hagen Ministries, in praying for our nation. Monday, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue this powerful series. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Have a great weekend 